Here we go. Slappercast episode number 23. 23. Yeah. That's the same age as me. That's the same number of uh, chromosomes on my 23 that, you, that, that you're missing? <laughs> you're missing. All right. So we're going to be in uh, Weston this weekend. Where's that? In Missouri. Mm. Just right, south, or right north of Kansas City. Or south, depending right. if you're driving or sleeping in the back <laughs> of the van. Upside down. Yeah. Um, we talked about it briefly on uh, the episode where we're talking about, we're answering a question about favorite venues. We talked about yes. it a little bit. It's only, I think it's the only time we've, we've mentioned it at length. But we haven't actually talked about like, how we first started playing there and things like that. O'Malley's? So, yeah. The um, Dungeon? So we, we, uh, we play the, the Irish Festival there once a year in October. And, but we're going to be there this weekend which, uh, for two nights. When was it? The first time we played there, was it at the pub or was it the festival? Oh. The pub? Yeah, we uh, heard about the venue. Somebody had told us about Western Missouri, and I, I, really, I thought it was a joke. Didn't believe a place existed. Yeah, chat, chat, I'm trying to rock. Yeah, somebody, had, somebody told me about the venue, and I, and I looked it up online, uh, on, and uh, I'd seen, uh, you know, when we spoke about the venue before, we talked about how Michael Coakley and Corey had uh, figured out, you know, when they bought the property, they found... They uncovered, they unearthed mm-hmm. that that huge dungeon area. Yeah, and uh, it's a cellar, and mm-hmm. that, it's just uh, I forget how many feet it is underground. Or oh, it's the three stories. Yeah, under, three stories uh, underground. underground. And it's and it's there's no air conditioning. There's no you know. It's just I mean you're you're in a cave, but it's absolutely fantastic. And of course with the with the with the just years of labor that they put into that place, just countless hours of you know, that, that, that they've used to, to, to get the sound right and to get the stage right and whatever. So anyway, just long story, so before I forget into that, before we get into any of that stuff, I'd, I heard of it and I saw, the, I saw the stage online. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It's just, that looks, that looks fine. We have to play there. So that's when we contacted, uh, I contacted Michael and yeah. uh, Michael Coakley and uh, talked about coming up there and he'd heard of us, believe it or not. So we had, you know. Yeah, they're really up on all the Irish music. And I think they were involved in that newspaper too, because didn't they used to do the Irish Awards there every year? Uh, and uh, God, yeah. remember that newspaper we used to get at Molly's, like yeah. the Irish American News. Yeah, what was that, it called? The, Irish American, I believe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they used to do the um, awards every year there for like the the best folk music and the Irish thing, or best Irish music album, or best folk album and stuff like that. There, they were involved in that too. But uh, you know when. Of course, the Western Irish Festival is pretty curated. You know, they always bring in the best bands. Well, I mean, you know. Yeah, we get to play. Yeah. As well, Mike. <laughs> yeah. But, well, you know, uh, Mickey Finns used to always play there, you know, and we kind of we got into the festival the year that uh, uh, Ray passed Ray away. Yeah. yeah. Ray Kelly passed away. And so it was kind of a big hole, but they, you know, we had played there, I guess. So that's how we got into the Irish Festival. But... A lot of our favorite bands that play this Irish music, like uh, Screaming Orphans. And Journey. No. Oh, no. Uh, Screaming Orphans. <laughs> Bob are, Reader. Are always there. Bob Reader. Of course. Damo. Dave McCarthy. Yeah. Damo. Damo and uh, uh, Barley Juice. Comic Town. Yeah. Chance the Arm. Chance the Arm. Yeah. My Fair Ladies. What's that other one uh, with the fiddle from Kansas City? Fiddle. What's the band? The uh, Elders? No. The one with the fiddle. 
They all have a fiddle. The one that the guys that always come to the jam session. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Cam, Cam, Cam the man. Yeah, Cam I am. What? What's? Oh, Flanagan's right hook. Flanagan's right yeah, hook. Left hook. How, how can I forget? Right hook or left hook? <laughs> it's one of the two. I don't know. Yeah, I it was so, Flanagan's headbutt. <laughs> now, but uh, this isn't the Irish Festival this weekend. This is just the the pub, and like Patrick was saying, it's kind of a cellar. And uh, from the story that I misremembered is a. Uh, you know, in the 1800s, they built O'Malley's as a brewery, and it's on the banks of the Missouri River, I believe. I call it the Reader River. The Reader River. So, uh, but they I used to cut it. the ice up uh, from the river and haul it to O'Malley's, and there's this big shaft that goes three stories up, and they would dump the ice down there, and that's how they would cool the beer down in the cellar where we play. So where the drums are, there's this huge shaft that goes all the way up, all the way up mm-hmm. three stories. Like an elevator shaft. With yeah. No, no elevator. But there's no elevator. Yeah. So that's where they used to haul the ice down to, uh, as part of their brewing process, I guess. To, didn't, they, didn't they used to haul the, the kegs out that way too? Uh, I don't know. I think that'd be easier than pushing them up the ramp. I think rolling them down the hill would be easier than dropping them down a hole, but that's just me. Yeah. Well, it is. But I think they get them out again after that. Yeah, but they're empty when they're coming out, Chad. <laughs> Good gun. Yeah, I, I, have no I have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah, this is a cool building. You know, you could. Yeah, and they, they they do tours of it too. Mm-hmm. I mean, just to just so you know, um, if you're if you're ever planning on coming up there, it's um, it's always the full first weekend in October is the uh, the Western Irish Festival. Uh, if you're ever planning on coming up there, that's that's probably the weekend to do it. Maybe get there a day early and do the tour, the O'Malley's tour, because it's just it's it's astounding. We've 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 done the unofficial tour. Michael, my, you know, Michael's taken us around many times, and you know, shown us it's great. There's a little stairwell on your way down to the to the cellar where the, the stairs open up, and you go down some you know secret you know secret passageways and whatnot. Yeah. It's just it's just a fantastic area, and it, the, the 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 town of Weston is, is is wonderful as well. Great people, and they got a lot of they got a lot of uh, real retail shops and. You know, good good places to to grab a bite and uh, yeah, but they run that B and B too, right? Yeah, the St. George. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. there's the hotel, but then oh, they all have the B and B. Yes, yeah, right on the property. Yeah. And then the um, they have a restaurant at O'Malley's called the American Bowman Restaurant. Okay, and, uh, really, really yeah. good stuff. Really yeah. good food there. And they do a wine festival as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is damn it, Weston. All right. I can think we we can take we can take up a whole year on just talking about them. <laughs> well, that's right. Yeah, and and I'm excited this time because uh, you know we're I'm pretty sure the mayor of Weston's going to come out to our show. Yes, wow, Mayor Stephen George. Yeah, Stephen George uh, works at O'Malley's, and uh, he decided to run for mayor, and he he got elected mayor. I think he got 600 votes, and the next guy <laughs> got 300 votes. So it didn't take a lot, but you know <laughs> that's a lot. That's a, yeah, that's a big margin. Yeah, so uh, so now he's the mayor mayor of Weston, and he's a huge fan of ours and a uh, friend of ours too. And uh, he's he's got two first names, and he's also the mayor. So <laughs> one of my favorite things about about this place is the, that Michael Coakley, one of the owners, is himself a musician. Uh, classically trained opera singer. He's ridiculous. And an accordion player. He probably, yeah. he probably plays a bunch of other instruments too. He hasn't told us about, mm-hmm. but he, he sat in with us uh, during our, our set a couple of times, which has always been really fun. But so when, 
usually when it's not the festival, he's usually too busy during the actual festival to run sound. We have our friend Ken down there who's doing sound. But this weekend, I'm assuming it's going to be Michael again. Michael's usually running sound on in the pub during the year, I think. I don't know if it's every single night, but he does when we were there at least. But uh, so the very first time we went there, he was running sound. But uh, his his face was just lighting up during the whole show. And afterwards, he says, well, you guys got to be at the festival. And that's he booked us like on the spot for the festival that year. We have, uh, we have definitely met some of our favorite people in the it, it, it seems redundant saying favorite people because it really is you know we're, we're we're in entertainment business and we're always you know it's a it's a, if you've seen us play live before you know there's a lot of tongue-in-cheek stuff going on so it's a kind of it's always an upbeat affair so we, it's it, it you know so we, it's really easy to meet people but we you know i, I really do I, I i you know put our friends and fans up up against anybody because it's just it's baffling to see the distance, you know, when you hear about where these people are from, and and you think about the distance that they come to 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 come see a show and to to reach out to us on the road and to send people our way and whatnot, it's just it's just it's it's amazing. But Weston is definitely one of those places that when you get there, you understand why you're going to be returning and you know why you you know why it's going to become one of your favorite spots to to stop and shop and drink and listen and. And incidentally, too, the, the house, the two house guys that, that play at O'Malley's, uh, Bob Reeder owns, operates, you know, all, all music, all songs, all sound, all genres, everything in, in Weston. He is just, uh, he's, if you've ever seen him, he plays in what they call the cellar, which is, it's an even smaller bar on your way down to the dungeon. It's like the hallway on the second, about what would be approximately the second floor. Yeah. And, and you have to, you have to kind of hunch over to yeah. even get in there. Even people that are five foot one have to duck to get through the, 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 you know, the little crawl space to go in to see him. But once you're in there, man, that man plays nonstop, plays every single song and the subject matter on the songs. I mean, just if you're, if you're slightly offended, you know, come see us. <laughs> he is going to after his stories and his, uh, yeah, he, Bob is, uh, you can probably tell one of, one of our favorite people, never mind performers, you know, but then also there's Damien McCarthy, a Limerick man from Ireland. And he is, uh, he is, uh, we heard him play, uh, you know, play his acoustic guitar and just sing, singing the ballads and doing this stuff. And it's on its own. I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, on its own, it's just one of the best voices and, rhythmically one of the best players you're going to hear but then when you when you add in his uh his vocal not just his vocal ability but his his guitar style and his his, his sound is just uh it's just brilliant but so we heard him play uh one you know one, um a few, few times and uh he had asked us you know if uh you know maybe we should play a song together so anyway he comes up and we gave him we gave him a guitar and he plugged into just whatever guitar, guitar amp was on the, on the stage. We played Emerald by Thin Lizzy. And mm-hmm. it was the first or second time we'd ever played it. Probably yeah. the second time we'd ever played it. Yeah. It was really his fault that we learned it in the first place, right? Yeah. And it, he, I mean, we didn't talking about it for years, but it was like, okay, yeah, now we're going to really but he, it. Yeah. And it, so, but he came up on his, his, his solos on that thing were just ridiculous. <laughs> I think that it's mm-hmm. under, an understatement too, because you know that song's originally in E flat, right? Yeah. And we don't do it in E flat; we do it in E. And nobody told him. Nobody bothered hey. to tell him, like, "Hey, we switched the key." And he just got up there and on the fly, yeah, right. right. And, and, and he's playing, you know, third part harmonies with with you and Wes, just just you know, guitar harmonies, which is that's what 
you know, of all the things Thin Lizzy is known for, it's the, those those twin lead guitar harmonies, and he's he just jumped right in on those. You know, any key on the fly. Yeah, I mean, just amazing here. You true musician, true, just you know, all round, all round player and performer. That was that was wild. I'm glad that we we've kept playing that song in the set because now that now we actually a little more comfortable with it. So hopefully. You know, I don't know if he's going to be there this weekend, if we can get him up or or uh, at least the next uh, Western Irish Festival, get him back up there. Because, man, he yeah, he's ridiculous. Yeah, so so that, man, that's just their, that's their, I say just their, but that's their house talent. That's mm-hmm. who is there all the time. You can catch them all the time. Yeah. And, and I, you know, we've been to bars, and I don't want to mention any Dirty Nelly's name on the uh, Riverwalk in San Antonio, you go in there and there's a tired old piano player and they're playing the same thing and the same joke and the same set and the same song and the same key and the same beat and the same... Everything just rolls into one. You just want to take a nap. Well, that's not what happens at O'Malley's. Either stage you go to any time of the day, Those guys, even if it's a slow song, if it's a boring song, if it's a, the, the way they perform it is just, you know, we've, we've stolen a lot of ideas from them. So it's a... It really is. It's a it's a treat. And then also we've also run into our to other friends of ours. Porig Allen plays with McLean Avenue in New York. When we were touring New York as well uh, years ago, I called him. I called him up. He had played with Derek Warfield and the Young Wolf Tones. That's where we met him initially. But uh, I called him up and I said we had a couple of holes in the calendar when on our tour of New York. And I called Porig and within minutes had sent me back names and address. And these were live, you know, people. These were venues that were actually booking gigs and we took every one of the the dates that he had sent us and usually when you speak to musicians you know they're they you know oh yeah 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 i know that you know we get we get a hundred thousand dollars you know every every time we play there and it's sold out and and you get there and it's a shoebox and the the pay is one dollar and it's you know it's just everything that it's not but that but and porg's been through the western irish festival and then we've uh we've we, we you know we've met all the all of ray kelly's uh, cohorts, you know, from mm-hmm. all the bands that he played in, and uh, we've, you know, so we met those those New York crew, and of course the Screaming Orphans from Bundoran were playing their hometown in October, which we're thrilled about, you know. So you meet all these people, you know, through the, you know, your networking, and you're, just, you know, just on the festival alone, you'll see better, you'll see better players there than you're going to hear on any radio station, any TV show, and yeah. you know. It's cool. It's cool as well to see because we've met a lot of people uh, who were playing with Derek Warfield because uh, he, he has a different band almost every couple of years or so, and we we keep running into them again. Like we met, I mean, we, that's how when we first met Porg because he came when when uh, was uh, Derek played at uh, Brian O'Neill's. Yeah, uh, he was uh, Derek's guitar player. Then we also then the later we'd met uh, Patter Hickey. Mm-hmm. He was also playing guitar with uh, Derek at a different time, and then we met uh, the flute player. I can't remember the flute player's name. He played with oh, Derek. Yeah, Dan, yeah, Dan the man. Dan wasn't Luke, Dan Lowry. Dan Lowry. Dan, yeah. yeah, and wasn't Luke Ward? Well, didn't yeah. he also play with Derek? Luke, yeah, Luke mm-hmm. played bass for him. Yeah, but Luke is an a, a bazooki. A, amazing bazooki player. Yeah, and we yeah. saw him in St. Louis. We met. We at see at Dan and JD McGurks. Yeah, where they had a regular thing at at that place. And then um, Matt Mancuso from. Uh, Mickey yeah. Dodgers is that the yeah. band now? That's their band now. Yeah, so he no, that's the old band. That's the old band. Yeah, so they're, now they're Basket Case. They're, 
What is this? What is it called? I thought they called it Mickey Dodgers. They were, they were in the Mickey fans, but then they it's Mickey Dodgers. They now. called it Mickey Dodgers. Oh, I think he and he and Potter Hickey are doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, yeah. right. Because initially, so when, many, when we first saw, they brought he, they, he came back with his new band with the original drummer and and uh, and Matt himself and Porg was playing with him mm-hmm. that year. Can't remember which year that was, but they were huge hit. And then the, it was either the next year or the year after that that uh, Porg had something else going on. So Potter Hickey came in was playing with him and that was also awesome <laughs> so it's just really cool how all these guys just they cross paths they play with each other they collaborate with each other and it really is like this this huge uh family and again just to take a swipe at us you know at, at most musicians too the the thing that like that blows me away as we're sitting here talking about them the thing that blows me away about this crew is all the aforementioned patter hickey uh, porg allen matt mancuso dan lowry and all these players We've hung out with them. It's not just we see them on the stage and go, hey, great set, and then we switch. It's, it's not like that. We, you, you sit and you meet them and you maybe do a session with them and you, may, you, know, you, go, uh, you go hear them play in a hotel room or you know, in, in the conference room in a hotel or you go to the backstage and you're hanging around, sitting around talking to them. There's not a bad word said about any mm-hmm. other player, which is just unheard of. And we, we've, stepped into, we've stepped into many, many, many a... Uh, I just call it a grievance, you know, for, but, you know, but we've, we've, as I say, stepped into, I mean, we've just kind of found ourselves in the same room as these, you know, as this big pile of, you know, there's this massive aggro between different players and whatnot. And I'm going to tell you every name that we've mentioned here in all these bands, not one of them has taken a swipe or two, you know, and that's just, that's, I think that's why Corey and Michael of the Western Irish Festival, I think that's why they are drawn to these people. Because there's not a, you don't have to deal with any, uh, you mean, you go, there's always ego, but you don't have to deal with the drama of that ego. You know what I mean? There, there's, there's, a, there's, you know, there's, there's massive amounts of, you know, ego in every single stage, you know, and all the time. But, you know, you, you're not dealing with uh, the handbag and lipstick of, 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 that, <laughs> of that thing. You know, you're, you're, just, you're just dealing with, you know, everybody kind of knows their strengths and their weaknesses and they do what they do. And it's just, it's just a wonderful, cohesive machine to, to kind of jump in and you're, you're just immediately swimming in that, in that flow, you know? And that's, that's one thing that just baffles me about these, these people. They just don't, you know, it's not arms folded and, you know, well, yeah, those guys can't do this or we're not doing that. We, you know, that's not our thing. You know, we've never heard that. It's always been... Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's my preacher moment for the day. That's just that's just <laughs> kind of dawned on me. We've known it, but it's it it, it just yeah dawned. yeah. There definitely is a really strong sense of camaraderie among the, just all those people. And there's no wonder that that Michael. When you think about that, I mean, there's no wonder that Michael has chosen the people that he's that he's chosen. You know, like, thinking back to the first time we played there, which I was talk, talking about a few minutes ago, we we. Didn't really know it, but that was like our addition. Yeah, <laughs> to be in, yeah. in the in the inner circle of the uh, and then Weston family, and then and then the screaming orphans take the stage, and their harmonies alone. Forget their musicianship. I mean, forget their you know the screaming orphans. If you don't know, were Sinead O'Connor's backup band, and uh, back in the day, well, they they went off and they formed the thing. Now their vocals alone are enough to to get them to anywhere they need to go in outer space and, uh, and beyond they're just they're second to none and uh, nobody nobody will dispute that but then they play their instruments on top of that and they play their instruments really really well and they write yeah. really hooky really hook filled melodic powerful pop songs and their irish stuff is second to none because they come from that but uh then you talk to them and they are more excited about 
the set that they're about to play, even though they played to 50,000 the night before in Milwaukee Irish Festival or wherever it was, you know, they just, they're more excited about that set that they're about to play. And when you're backstage talking to them, they're asking about you and the stuff that you talked about 100, you know, or one year ago, yeah. you know, never mind, you know, 100 miles or, you know, 100 festivals ago. They're talking to you and asking you questions about the stuff. And that's, that's, again, Corey, Michael, we're on to you. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a new, a new song, right? Our newest, newest, newest songs is kind of about Western, right? Rain or Shine. I don't, is that what it's called? <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll be playing that this weekend. Yeah. Just don't listen to the words and you'll be fine. Everybody, nobody gets hurt. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of not taking swipes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so by, I guess by the time we hear this, we'll have already been back from. It's tomorrow. Hmm? No, it's, this is coming out tomorrow on this podcast. Oh, this is coming yeah. out tomorrow. Yeah. Well, I, I would have showered. <laughs> Fuck, you didn't tell me. That's what we're talking about. Oh. Yeah, otherwise we'd be talking about... Uh, Damn it. I can't remember. Where, where are we next week? Oh, we're in San Antonio. Oh, yes. Yeah. Is that right? Friday, Saturday. Gosh. No. What is up with this year? We just won't stop like, is it? moving. All right. Well, let's just check our phones. Beep, 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 beep. <coughs> and now... Pirate Festival. We got Cypress and Pirate Festival. Oh, and uh, oh, the oh, yeah. private party. Okay, yeah. Yeah. We've got the private party too, right? Yeah, Sunday. Yeah. 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 All right. Concert in good. good, good, good. Looking forward to staying at home for a minute. And incidentally, so you, so you notice, you know, the, you, you, you're, you're saying to yourself, wow, there's a really, really, really wonderful new voice on there. Well, yes, Mike is joining us and Wes couldn't be here. I think Wes has gone up to pick up another pickup truck. So is that a pickup pickup truck? He's going to Oklahoma mm-hmm. to, uh, so uh, hopefully he bathes when he gets back. But he, so Wes couldn't be here today because he's on his way to, to get another pickup truck. So if you would like to own a pickup truck from Wes, just walk out on I-45 <laughs> and he, uh, he'll probably sell it to you. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why Wes is near. So yeah, so we're glad to have Michael, Michael uh, James McAloon here on the uh, mic number two. Three. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on three. Chad's on mic number one. I know. Is that? No. Hold on. We'll be right back. You're, you're welcome to edit the show when you get home with your life. Anyway. So we, we, talk, we talked about briefly about uh, a couple weeks ago about possibly talking about, I don't know what to call it, the phenomenon or the, uh, the, the uh, strange behavior of... of, of disease? Yeah. <laughs> of, of strange accents uh, afflicting certain people. We, we, we've always talked about this. We've talked about this since day one. So we put Stout Irish Rock on the tag of our name, I think that was pretty close to the, the once you know, once we uh, christened the band, came up with that and just. Uh, but yeah, once so once you put the Irish in the anything Irish on the thing, well, then these accents start to appear, and it's oh yeah, once once I'm around you, I, I get a yeah. fierce case of the Irish accent, and it's, that's not Irish. So yeah, that's not. It was really funny for me. I mean, coming into this from the outside because I'd I'd never you know, encountered that before. And when I was younger, I was actually some, you know, I, I did have this sort of chameleon uh, type of uh, tendency to try to blend in, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I think a lot of people have. It's a natural tendency that people have to try to, yeah. to feel safe in, in numbers, you know, and try to blend Witness in the crowd, tribe mentality, whatever Especially you want to call people it. That, like you moved around a lot, right? When you were little. Yeah. 
Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of that going on. Eric changed schools every two years. Hey, you know? I'm on the south side of Chicago. <laughs> yeah. I'm one of you guys, you know. I'm yeah, from New yeah. Jersey. <laughs> uh, but one of the things, one of the first things Patrick told me when we first started working together is like, you know, be careful, don't, don't, uh, don't try to do the accent or don't even accidentally try to do an accent. You know, just people, people will like you will dig you more if you, if you just sing, you know, be yourself. Don't, don't try to, I never said dig you more. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, he never says dig, but uh, no, the, he told me right up front, you know, don't you know, just be, be off, you know, be, be yourself. Don't try to sound Irish, which I was saying last time when we touched on this before that there's, there are a lot of different layers to this because you have people who deliberately do that uh, as part of their act and may not pretend <laughs> like they're they they're not making you know it's it's known they, they're not trying to trick people into thinking they're actually from ireland but they still do it as part of their show for some strange reason they feel like that it's necessary and there's other people who actually we've met who whether they're performers or not are are like trying to con us into believing that they're actually from from ireland or scotland or, or any of these other places which is one of the most bizarre things I've ever, and again, it's like I'd never encountered that before I was in this band. Um, yeah. Trying to think, I mean, it's been a while since we've had like a full on, but there's been, there's a couple of people in the early days. Well, I just, I just to your first point, listening to, listening to any singer, uh, you know, what's hilarious when you listen to uh, Christy Moore, you listen to, uh, to him sing a song and it's just, it's a wonderful song. It's full of soul and it's full of this. And then you talk to him. I go, what the hell is he saying? So it cleans right up once you get on, you know, once you put a melody under it. And then you hear them talk and there's no way in hell that they, you just don't know where that voice is coming, where that sound or those accents or those words, those phrasings are coming from because they can't put, yeah, I've, heard it, I've heard it a million times. But then there's, the, the, there's, there's that, when you hear that one person who has one accent and then it completely changes for the song, yeah, and then when you're talking to them in person, there's no accent there. I've just been, and again, growing up in Ireland, one of the one of the things that you're that you're taught very very early on in Ireland is you hate everything. You know, just I mean, just <laughs> make sure you're pissed off at everything. But especially if somebody is doing what they think is your accent or what they think you sound like, and it's coming off as a kind of Jamaican. Um, you <laughs> like, know, like lucky it's, charm, it, yeah, like, like Jamaican lucky charms with an Australian tinge. You know, it's just well, how do you make that noise? How do you how do you make that? How do you make those words sound like that? Or take the phrases from the movie The Quiet Man back in sixty <laughs> whatever, right? And then you're taking that and you're using those phrases in present day in a regular conversation where there's nothing to warrant that phrase nor that. Mm-hmm. accent nor that sentiment you know that they they just want to so you learn really really quickly hate everything call a call a shit when you see it you know point it out and and it's 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 never gone away yeah anytime bagora comes out you just know <laughs> the whole rest of this the rest of the sentence is bullshit yeah. i've yes. never heard that phrase spoken seriously yeah. You know, that's what, the, the thing that cracks me up. But there are the, the people who are just total cons, like trying to say, yeah, I'm from Tyrone or I'm from whatever. And they're not actually from there. Well, just, they'll, they'll say Tyrone too. Yeah. The, yeah. That's usually <laughs> which, a dead giveaway. Which, yeah. Which is a good friend of mine. Things. So, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but then there's people who, who would just put on an accent for no reason, almost like, like Woody Allen Zelig. You ever see the movie Zelig? Have you heard of that? Either of you guys? No. 
I've heard of it. Yeah, I never Which, saw it. Well, he played a character who has this chameleon thing where he not only does he take on the accent, but he, he just automatically speaks their language and he starts looking like them. He, he just morphs into them. But I, I've met, we've met a lot of people who do that. They'll come up and they'll start doing this really strange fake accent. And, and, but it's like they're not trying to trick you. They're just they're trying to blend in or they, they want you to like them. It's, it's, it's a sort of this reflexive thing that they do. Yeah. Like, oh, where are you from again? Oh, from here. <laughs> you know, wherever, wherever that we were. And that to me is, is really funny. They'll, they'll do it to me. And I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not even from Ireland. You know, uh, we make no, you know, there's no, there's no, that's not a secret. But they'll come up and they'll, they'll, they'll speak to me in this fake accent thinking that it's going to, you know, they'll get to be one of the gang. You know? <laughs> yeah, I hear a lot of the excuse of like, well, I just don't know a couple Jameson and, you know, <laughs> right. then, and then my accent just comes out every time I drink and like, no. Yeah, it's, it, I, it wasn't a surprise to me because, you know, my parents are Scottish and I've, I've seen people try to fit in with that. Or, well, or try to fake faking the, that accent for, for 60 years now. So like my mom, you know, she came over here when she was little and she, her you know, she can, she can go full Glaswegian, but yeah, for the most part, she went to school over here. So, you know, she can turn it off yeah. and, and, uh, and, you know, she sounds pretty American, Yeah, but I mean, it, uh, with the Scottish accent, I, you almost don't blame, I mean, my dad even had, he had to curb it because he, he went from working on ships to being in an office and you just can't walk in there, you know, and, and keep your Glaswegian accent. Oh, really? You, you wouldn't get by, you know, nobody would understand you, you know, so, so he had to, he had to tame it down a little bit. Of course, I mean, he's been here for, you know, 25 years, 30 years, you know, so. So the, the, the accent. 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So the accent, I, I know that, that your dad to speak, is that is it toned down from what? Oh, yeah. Is yeah, it really? Yeah. And it, I mean, if you, if you see him. Watching Celtic or something, it, it'll it'll go full on. It doubles, yeah, yeah it, it, full it literally on, full it, on Scottish brogue. Yeah, it's, it's, your uncle Joe is full on Glasgow still. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's but he he's not he's not near as he's not near as concentrated as as uh, as, as your dad's. Yeah, he's from the he's from the country. So yeah, he, he's, so he's, he's, he's from little, Airdrie. Oh, okay. so, so he's clearer. Yeah, but when your dad has a couple of pints and when he's like he say when he's watching you know a good match. Yeah, it's it's you know take a take um. A can of condensed milk, chug it, and then you know, you know, say the alphabet really, really, really fast. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, it's just there's <laughs> nothing, there's not a discernible. You know, I, I've spoken hours to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's something I've noticed too with a lot of people, like Patrick, whom I don't think he ever really had a really strong Dublin accent, right? I mean, yours I was did, right? right. I mean, you, you never had an accent like Steve-O or, or, no, no, or no, even some no, of your no, siblings no, no, have stronger no, no, accents no. than you. No, we're from the South side. Yeah. But you do, <laughs> and, and talking about how, you know, Mike's dad will sometimes, his accent will change or become stronger depending on who he's talking to. You're, I, when I notice frequently when you're on your phone, like you're talking on the phone with Andrew and your brother. Yeah. Or, or Sinead or, or yeah. Reed or whoever it is. All of a sudden, there's a diff, not different, but it's like an enhanced version of the way you normally talk. Where there's there's more there's more Irish slang that you don't normally use. Exactly, that's the, that's the thing. Like head, you're, 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 head. Yeah. How you your slang head? never leaves. Yeah, it's funny, but 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 you know not to, you know, and it's you don't consciously steer away from it. Now, remember too, I I worked in, uh, I've always been in the service industry, you know, but you know before the band, so you you cannot like your dad couldn't have been a waiter. No, I mean, unless they're serving, you know, joke 
items. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just you can't take that seriously. You just can't take that in your full on. Yeah, yeah. Because he would he would have adapted had he been in the. But working on the ships, you're not. There's nothing PC about the ships. There's nothing. You know, it's going to be out. It's going to be rugged. It's going to be you know. Mm-hmm. And um, the, so the same thing. You know, so when you come over here, you have to. You know, you have to leave beside some people ditch it for good and they'll be 100% American accent by the time they're, you know, finished orientation and their first job. You know, other people will compartmentalize their, 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 not on purpose, you know, you just don't do it. But then you're talking to, you know, your brothers and sisters and you just have to, you don't have to. I mean, it just naturally just Mm -hmm. either pipes up or it doesn't. Right. My family has never been one to say, oh, you sound very American. Oh, Jesus, where'd that happen? You know, they've never been like that. It's always because we've always been, my mother's from Michigan, my dad's from Ireland. So there's no, uh, you know, there's never been a, but but you go home and your friends in Dublin, I mean, as Irish or as American as I sound over here, you're 100% American, Mm -hmm. even if you, you know, so... I, but it's fascinating to me, like, Patrick has a, a big family. How many? Uh, uh, 114 of us. Two brothers and four, five? Eight. There's eight of us all. There's eight of you, yeah. And you all have varying shades of accents. And obviously Cormac, who's lived in Dublin his whole life, right? Yeah. That's what we're running. I mean, he's, he's got one of the stronger accents. shanae has got a strong accent. But you and your, um, your sister Mary and Andrew... Uh, have slightly less, really hard to detect accents, I think. Than the, but, but so it's interesting to me that I think part of it has to do with where you were born and you moved around a lot. Obviously, you all lived in California for a little bit. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> when you all were really young. Yeah, um, and again, we don't notice. So it's, you know, you know, I have to, you know, have to, you know, believe that you're telling the truth, Chad. <laughs> well, that, it's, it's, is that your real name? Yeah, like with, with a lot of accents, it's probably more noticeable to people who are on yeah. the outside. But that, like I was saying, there, there's so many layers to this that, that it's interesting to me how some people will lose. You can you look at it two different ways: they're losing an accent and they're gaining an accent when they move somewhere else. And some some people seem to do it faster than others, and some people never lose that and live, never lose an accent. You know, you really live a different place their whole life. There's so many Irish uh, pub owners and people we've met over here who've been here 40, 50 years, and they still talk just like somebody uh, who lives back home. On the other hand, we've met, like, there was, I can't remember his name. There was that, that Italian fellow. Uh, Giuseppe. Giuseppe. <laughs> no, there was that Italian guy, the drummer that we met in, in Cork. Oh, yeah. Um, who had been living in Ireland a few years. Mm-hmm. And he had completely lost his Italian accent. He sounded, sounded like a local. Yeah, I think it's different, too. Uh, I noticed that with the soccer players. Um, there's a Celtic just signed this new soccer player. He's from Africa, but he learned English in Glasgow, so he's got a Glaswegian accent. And it's so funny, but I, I think that it's different if you come in from, I think he was from like French Gambia or something like that. And so if you come from speaking French in Africa to learning English in Ireland or English in Scotland, you kind of pick up, you know, and even, uh, you know, they bring players over from Japan and stuff and they, it's so funny. It's just the funniest thing to me to to, to watch the interviews with the, with these kids, and they're they're you know they're twenty two years old, and the only English they learned was in Glasgow, and they're just like, oh, oh my god, you're ruined. You know, <laughs> it's like learning culinary skills in Dublin. <laughs> just throw in the pot and boil it. <laughs> yeah. So I I think if it's the second language thing that that can be have a lot of influence on it because when you're learning these words for the first time, you're learning them in Ireland, you're going to pick up more of the 
Oh, yeah. Or the okay. accent, too, so. Right. Yeah. And musicians typically will have learned a song from the Dubliners or the mm. Clancy Brothers or, you know, whomever. But at the same time, they don't sing with it. You know, if you're listening to Ronnie Drew or, you know, if you're listening to him sing a cappella, probably you're going to hear the Dublin accent. When you hear them sing together, it's, mm-hmm. it's not a very, not a very Irish sounding accent. It's, it's just a, yeah. it's one of those neutral. And that, that's a dead giveaway too, with listening to, because it's funny that a lot of people kind of take this for granted, but a lot of the bands that came over in the British invasion, you know, they, they, they learned what they did by mimicking American rock and roll. Mm-hmm. So they're singing with an American accent, yeah. which is a lot of people forget about that. The Beatles don't sing most of the time and they don't sing in their Liverpudlian accent. They, yeah. Uh, the Rolling Stones didn't, Think never her, use your accent. Think so. Herman's hermits do, and you see where that got. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, so there's some singers who just who have a really, really strong. Like Billy Bragg is an example. Is he never lost? He's got that really, really thick Cockney accent mm-hmm. um, that he sings with Robin Hitchcock the same way. Um, but so there is Jay Giles. Yeah, but it's funny how uh, I think I think people who are coming over from those countries can get away with sounding American, but when mm-hmm. Americans start trying to put on a fake European accent. That's where things just start sounding wrong. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why that's, it seems kind of unfair, but that is, there's, there's very few exceptions to that. I mean, I know that um, when Green Day first became popular, that uh, people were talking a lot about how, uh, what's his name? The singer? Billy um, Joel. Billy Armstrong. Yeah. <laughs> he was singing and, and kind of this, uh, uh, kind of a sex pistol kind of, yeah. Clash, the clash kind yeah. of, kind of accent. And, but people kind of gave him a pass, like, uh, you know, whatever. He just said, that's just the way I become more, more comfortable singing. Yeah. So there, there is a, and I understand because I've heard people do, like you're saying, people who listen song, they learn, learn a song by the Dubliners and they just kind of by default wind up mimicking the accent that they learn the song. That's the only way they've heard it sung. And I know for like singing, like I'm singing a Bowie song, but who Bowie very frequently will, will uh, put on, he, he does have a London Cockney accent, but he'll, he'll, he'll play it up sometimes for fun. Mm-hmm. So when you're singing Bowie, it's like, it's really tempting to just do that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're mimicking, but it, that's where the challenge comes in. I think for a lot of people, including myself, I think it's, it's a better exercise to steer away from that and try to make a song your own. You know, I think there's more, you, you're going to learn, <laughs> you're going to learn more that way in the long run. It's for just, sure. It requires a greater effort, but I think it's worth it. So yeah, the, the grievances when people, you know, it's one thing to learn a song that way, but then when people start lifting the jokes and the patter and the stuff between yeah. the songs, that's when it's gets, Yeah, it's gets, just yeah, grating. Yeah. Yeah, and people can see through it too. You know, at the end of the day, they, they can't tell, yes, you are, no, you're not, you know, from there. It's just a, it's a boring charade to have to, to you know, and it's, it's, it's boring for us too because I, I, I don't, I don't tell, I don't tell people I'm from Ireland. I don't, you know, the South Irish rock thing ends up being, you know, uh, you know, it, it's just, it's just a couple of words, but it doesn't mean anything now, but we, you know, we're not out there trying to sell an authentic Irish product. It's not, it's, it's a rock and roll band end of the day. And it's not a, you know, it's not a, an attention thing either. It's not a, you know, it's a, you really, you, you, you know, in my opinion, you got to go back to a drawing board if you need, you know, if you need a, a crutch like that to, to, you know, to lean on to get you, your. Yeah. You just, yeah, like you say, you're just, you're not helping yourself. Yeah. By leaning on yeah. it. But it's, it's, it's heartbreaking to me sometimes to hear, because I know, I understand why people, well, there's, like I say, there's two different reasons. Like you're singing a song because you think that's how it's way to be, you're supposed to be singing it. And there's people who 
<laughs> have this this weird fake accent all the time because they just want to be accepted. And I and and it just it's it's uh, exhausting, you know, uh, talking to these people sometimes. But I feel for them too. It's like, man, <laughs> just be yourself, you know. And yeah. I don't know how to get through to these people sometimes. Of course, you don't bring it up. Like, you know, <laughs> let's have a heart to heart right now about your accent. <laughs> rub, his, rub his belly. Rub his so, because like I said, there is there is this this in this natural inclination for us to want to do that. But there's times where it just I don't know. It just uh, I've never wanted would, to do that. I thought, well, you know, if if I could if I could if I could mimic anything, I'd I'd want their vocal range. You know, <laughs> right, do, right. Do, do you want to sing like something? Yeah, I want yeah. to sing like Freddie. I want to sing like Elvis. I want to sing like I want that range. I want that. Timber, yes. that vo- vocal yeah, yeah. I, you know, do I want to sound like 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 Mick Jagger? No, it always sounds <laughs> like he's chewing his lunch. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, I want to eat. Yeah. You know, I want to. You know, give the best performance and do the. You know, yeah, yeah, sing the best way you can. So, right it, it, at times, I mean, obviously, people will will naturally acquire an accent over time, but it's usually an unconscious thing. It's just when I think when people. Even some some people probably do it. Try to they're forcing an accent. And they probably don't even realize that they're doing it. Sometimes, I yeah. Think. There, there's that too. But it's 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 a bunch of different ways it happens. I do that all the time when I at the Mexican restaurant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, Senor Mike, qué pasó? Hey, Holmes, uh, <laughs> fajitas, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> fajitas, bang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's why we never take Mike out to eat. <laughs> I want to speak with this shit to the chef. <laughs> this is Pizza Hut. I want to speak with the chef. <laughs> don't, don't tell them about when I went to Panda Express. Yeah, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. So. I think that about wraps it up this week. Is there yeah. anything else we wanted to talk about? Yeah, if you're coming on our Ireland trip. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, tell Hammond that you're thinking about it. And we'll... Uh, We'll put you down, and um, like we said, we're going to be in uh, Western Missouri. If you want to come up and take the tour, Mike's going to be giving the tour, complete with Mike facts. Sure, yeah, and, yeah. And we are, we have been, um, been streaming live streaming our shows on Facebook uh, these past few weeks, and it's been they've been been a great hit with uh, with our, our followers on Facebook, our fans and our friends there. Yes, especially Jason Gadrum and uh, yes. all the crew up in Logan. That has been tremendous. Just let me point out if if you if you uh, if you have time, go to your Facebook page and look up policing our community, and just watch it for a few minutes. Just watch them stream live. It is, it's the funniest thing you're going to come across. It's a small town in what what state Illinois? is it? Illinois. I don't. Don't look that up. <laughs> don't look that up. But yeah, we we, we met them online. Grinder? No. Um, one of his, one of his yeah one of his followers said hey. Uh, this guy's playing your music on his live stream. You should go. Some of that, yeah. yeah. Well, I spoke to Jason then, yeah. who's one of the police officers. I think he's the main, but uh, just, just, uh, just so you know, these guys are not only, you know, protecting their community and uh, filming it, but they're adding the best humor you're, <laughs> you're going to come across. It's just, it, it, it's second to none. So we met those guys online and uh, spoke to them uh, a few times and uh, they've been tuning into our, to our live streams and sharing it with their with their group. friends. So yeah. our you know it went up from you know two and three thousand up to eight thousand nine thousand views in, in in that in that evening. So we're we're ex, we're you know we're extremely grateful to our friends up there. And but um, like Chad was saying, we are 
we probably won't have the reception in Weston. We're going to try, yeah. If we're we can't, because it's down in the cellar and there is no cell reception down there, but they do have Wi-Fi, which I don't know how, depends on how well the Wi-Fi is working. But if we can't live stream, uh, we're going to rec- record it, as much of it as we, we can, um, and probably maybe on the GoPro or something. I don't know. And then we'll, we'll, we'll broadcast it the next day. Yeah, the, the live streams have been really cool. And, uh, and like you were saying with the, with Jason Gadrum, uh, we were playing at, at Moe's a couple of weeks back in Katy. And, uh, you know, Chad streams the shows on his phone. And I kind of have my phone back behind the kit. And I just kind of keep an eye on it, like to see if there's any requests or make sure it's still going. And we were playing. And uh, initially we thought that the stream went down because it, there was bad, bad reception yeah, there. Was there. Crappy and it came back and then uh, I'm watching and all of a sudden I just see the numbers jump up like crazy, <laughs> you know, like, like, like we'd never seen before. And then Jason Gadrum's in the chat and all, all his friends from uh, the policing, our community. And uh, so I told Patrick, I said, Hey, Jason's here. He, he brought a couple thousand of his friends. So <laughs> Patrick gave a shout out like from the stage and uh, it's weird because we're playing a show and we're playing it for the people that are there, you know, live in front of us. But then with the streaming thing, there's another audience out there. Yeah. And uh, and he gave a shout out. And on Facebook, you, you see like all the little thumbs up and the hearts. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he gave a shout out to to the police and, and Jason, the, the chat just blew up. And, and we were like playing a song and I just see my phone like flipping out <laughs> over here. And it was such a crazy it was like playing in front of a stadium and having the stadium go nuts, but it was just me and I was the only one there. Yeah. But I really, I did, I felt it. I felt like, like, wow, this crowd. And it's, it's weird because uh, we kind of talked about this before, you know, when you were a kid or when I was a kid and you started playing music, you'd dream about playing on MTV or playing, uh, you know, these goals you had for music and, and how, you know, there wasn't live streaming on Facebook you know, even 10 years or, you know, 15 years ago when the band started, you know, that wasn't around, you know, and there wasn't this kind of instant interaction and stuff like that. And it's really crazy because if you would have, you know, if you would have told me back then, yeah, you're going to be playing for 8,000 people online, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's just, yeah, you have to keep in mind too. Well, I have to keep in mind too. I'm very old. Mm -hmm. So this streaming thing, you don't have to agree so fast, Mike. Mm, Sorry. Uh, no, you look really young. Cut, cut, cut his mic. Cut his mic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's uh, it, it it is really old. I mean, it is really. Uh, I'm, I feel really old because the online thing and the viewership and the streaming and the thing. And then, but I can vouch for you when when because I know that very moment when the phone blew up, as you say, because. You were actually smiling, which is if you've seen us play before, <laughs> Mike smiles when it's, you know, when it's, you know, when it's home time or it's, no, seriously, but it was just, it was, it was palpable. I mean, that moment yeah. was, mm. it, I knew what was happening. Mike's behind me and, you know, not like in the video we made, but in the, you know, on, in the, on the stage and it's just, you can feel <laughs> it. You can feel what's going on. It's, and that was crazy. And then to hear then from these people. What what they thought of the show and stuff. So so so, so it, it is. It, it's a big. It, yeah. It, it, it's a. It, it's massive for, for me to, to think in that term because I just don't, I I I, tr- I don't like I don't like all the 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 the, the, the new stuff. You know, I I I'm, you know I pick up the phone. I want to make a phone call. I pick up the phone. I don't want to text. I don't want to Facetime. I don't want you know. Yeah. I want to speak live and you know maybe go meet for a you know what. But not the, so 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 all this stuff is kind of new. But it it is absolutely the way that it's going. 
and you know, hats off to you two for for figuring out the yeah, well, the mechanics of it because it's not a you know, first of all, Lori was one who first started doing live streams for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lori Valenci Bell, is that yeah, yeah. merch maiden as we call her? Yeah, it was her idea to say, hey, you know, so I. I gave her, you know, admin access to our page. And so she started doing it whenever she had a chance at her shows, but she wasn't able to do a whole show because she needed her phone to make sales and stuff too. Yeah. So, but it wasn't until John Nania mentioned that to me. It's like, you guys really should do more live streaming. Like, okay. So I, so that meant I had, I had to put my phone out, which is, you know, I don't mind. I have a watch now, so it doesn't matter that I don't have my phone. I usually use it, you know, I would use it to keep time or to check the time. Um, it's not working. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, John John was the, the guy who recently, most recently, uh, kind of pushed us in that direction, and it's it, yeah, it's tremendously powerful, and it's just ridiculous how uh, easy it is. We all of us already have these devices in our pockets that that have this functionality built into it, and uh, I, I have all the live streams you've been seeing on Facebook these past couple of weeks are off my old iPhone SE, which is like three or four years old now. I forget, I forget. But uh, it's the quality of it blows me. Particularly the sound. I, I'm I'm always not, uh, amazed at how good the sound is. Even we we did a show in Galveston at Stuck Garden Tavern uh, a couple nights ago, where I had to put the camera or the phone particularly close to the stage, closer than usual, because there just wasn't a good place to put it out uh, on the tables there, uh, where it would you know not get knocked over or anything. And it actually did really well. Uh, it has a really, I mean, it handles the loud sounds uh, surprisingly well for that little device. But um, being able to reach so many thousands of people around the world, who, who many of whom have never seen us live or they've only heard us on, on Pandora or whatever, and they get, the, they get to see a show. And then, then, then after the live stream ends, there's this long tail. Because of the videos, we usually leave the videos up there. There's this long tail of people who keep watching it after the fact and sharing it after the fact. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I saw there were some some of our friends and uh, our Sherwoodian friends who who weren't at the show. And Brian, this, this great show we played in Brian, Texas, uh, this past weekend, we were sharing that around. Go, Look, it's a two hour blackguard show. <laughs> you know, get your fix. Yeah, yeah, that was cool uh, in Galveston when the the Moat Boys showed up, and because because of time zones. You know, I know what that means. If we're playing at 11 o'clock at night in Houston, you know, that's five in the morning, five in the morning in Ireland. So they, and oh, yeah. yeah, so that was, that was like pretty wild to see people in Ireland. Yeah. We uh, met them. We in. met them in Vegas. Uh, so, you know, yeah. So we'd, uh, they were at the Celtic, uh, football convention in, uh, the supporters, uh, in, yeah. in Las Vegas. Yeah. I saw Dermot and, yeah. uh, and Steven, Steven okay. popped up in the, popped up in the stream. Cool. It's pretty cool. I don't know why how the stream works, but it's. I think it's people that you're friends with. It, it'll show you that they're in the stream, and so that's been funny for oh, yeah. me because there's people that I haven't talked to in years, and they're they're keeping up with what I'm doing, and I'm yeah. like, hey, I see you, <laughs> see you creeping on me. <laughs> that's yeah, that's no, really cool. No that's chicks, good. though. Lots of dudes. Really? Yeah. Man, you <laughs> it's gotta, weird. You can let me on there. Oh, <laughs> I've said too much. Um, yeah, and then just on that note too, you know, with the with the live stream and stuff. And, and people calling in, you know, if, if you think of it and you want to, you know, you want to request a song or you want to say something, you know, you know, give us a shout. Chances are we'll see it. Chad, Chad's really good about, uh, and Mike both are really good about keeping up with, uh, you know, with the page and the requests and whatnot. But, you know, make sure you do. And also Sunday we're doing a house concert, which we, uh, uh, depending on uh, the location of it, we might be outside, we might be inside, depending on the heat in Nebraska. But uh, we're... Uh, 
you know, that's that that that's another one that that you know. I'm pretty sure, judging by the last time we did the the, the house concert there, that might be the one to to check in on on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, and so like I said, we we may not always have connectivity. There was that one show, and I think it was in Katy, where the signal was kind of crapped out. Mm-hmm. We're always going to be trying. <laughs> yeah. But if we can, the the one the one the thing I've been thinking about for Weston is record the show. Uh, I don't know if we can get the whole show recorded. I hope so because it's a it's it's a long <laughs> it's a lot of material to record. That's 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 the one thing that the, the, that's one of the really cool advantages of streaming this stuff in HD is that it goes up. It's not stored on your phone. It doesn't take up the space on your phone. It just goes into the cloud and it saves it up there. But it's mm. still full. You know, it's full resolution still. Yeah. So. um so if we're not not able to stream, I'm not sure I'll be able to record those show, but I'm definitely going to try. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll have so, we'll have a couple of cameras and stuff yeah, we'll like try, that. Yeah. We'll, we'll try to get we might that set up. up a couple. And of also, um, just we know we were talking about Ireland and all that stuff, and um, the uh, the 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 one that the one that we're going to do next weekend is uh, the one that we're going to um, try to uh, get and get a good spot for is the Pirate Festival we're doing here in Houston, mm-hmm. uh, which is next Saturday, the twentieth. July 20, I believe. I'll get that date. Yes, yeah, the 20th. It's the 20th. Okay. So our friends, the Drunken Monkey Privateers um, out of South Houston, they're putting this. This is the first annual uh, Lone Star Pirate Festival. I would check in on our page that day, if nothing else, just to see what we're going to show you on. That day, we're going to show you clips throughout the day of the other bands and show you the burlesque dancers. Burlesque. Yeah. Yeah. That's our, that's and our, wow bands. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's two different troops. What? what is there? Two different troops. So there's damn, damn dames. And, and then there's uh, another one, right? And then I think it's the Smalley dancers. Is that <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but anyway, so we're 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 gonna we're gonna do some uh, we're gonna do some live broadcasting from there. We're gonna show you the vendors and stuff. If you can make it, it is uh, next Saturday, uh, uh, July twentieth at Warehouse Live downtown Houston. It's it's an over twenty one event. Although it's going to be day and night, it's going to be all day all night. It is. I would highly recommend that you go get tickets now because it's uh, Drunken Monkey Privateers, which means it's top drawer. Everything that you know, the bands that they've hired, the the merchants that they they've had, all the entertainment. Um, the Dam Dam Dames are, are, are the the best burlesque show that, that you're going to find. So they're uh, they're there as well. But there are uh, some some great bands and the vendors that they have are just top 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 notch. So if you you know if you're in the if even if you're not in the Houston area, just make sure you get here because this is the one that you're going to want to see. It's going to be so we're going to like I say broadcast from there that day. Also, our set might be a little different. You might hear something you've never heard before mm-hmm. and uh, you'll definitely see stuff you've never seen before. So we hope you join us there. And um, uh, what is it? Hashtag come to Ireland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blackguards Ireland 2019. Mm. That's a ring to it. <laughs> yeah. Still plenty of room on, on the bus. Uh, all the information for that is on our website. You can check the show notes of this very podcast too, for all the information of the, everything we've been talking about. And uh, I guess we're done. Well, you this said that right? before. I know. I think I, I think we're really done this time. All right. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Yep. See you later.